asked you to think about what special day it is, and I'm going to sort of move on from that, because I want us to think about words that described our mum. So describe our mum currently, or if we no longer have our mums with us, words that we think about when we think about our mum. I actually think of the word hardworking when I think my mum, because she always seemed to be busy doing things for other people and looking after everybody. So I think of her as hardworking. I could also say she was slightly grumpy at times, but I won't say that this morning. Um, 
because um, I think we can all be a little bit grumpy at times. So if you could shout out some, some words that describe your mother, and Richard's going to scribe for us. Loyal. Loyal. That's a good one. Supportive. So, thank you. Supportive. Funny. Sorry? Funny. Funny, yes. That's a good one. Calm, kind. I'll try and remember all this. Calm, kind. Capable. Capable. Caring. Caring. Love. Loving. Careful. My mother prayed for me every day from when I was born to when she died. She prayed for me every day. Prayerful. That's a lovely one. And somebody else said something else. Wise. Generous. Dedicated. Fun. Did you say? Fun. Okay, we've got lots and lots of words there to describe um, mothers. And, you know, there's lots more other, other words we could have had. Um, we could have had um, tender-hearted. We could have had protecting, thoughtful, brave, tolerant, protective. So there's lots of words we could have to describe mothers. And I just want us today to think about one mother in the Bible. There are lots of examples of mothers in the Bible, um, lots of them. But one mother in particular I want to sort of talk about, and that is Mary, the mother of Jesus. If we used words to describe Mary, we would say that she was young. She was a young mother, an inexperienced mother um, who had the baby. She was obedient to God. She listened to God, because when God told her through the angel that she was going to have a baby um, who would be Jesus, she listened and obeyed. So Mary, there's lots of words that we could use to describe Mary. Also, when I think of Mary, I think Jesus was the perfect child. Now, none of us have had the perfect child, have we? Uh, But Jesus was the perfect child. So in some ways, you might say, that made it easy for Mary. But I don't think it did, because Jesus was different to other children. As we're all different, but Jesus was different, he didn't do the same things as other children did. He was interested in spiritual things from a young age. He was very different, and he stood out against the other boys in his village. So Mary probably was concerned about that and worried about that, just as mums today worry about that and for their children. Um, And finally, Mary had to watch her child suffer. And none of us as mothers want to watch our children suffer. It's something we don't want. So when we think about Mary, she is a really good example of a strong woman who followed God and yet was a caring, loving mother. So I just want you to think about that today. Um, Can we just pray? Just bow our heads in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for mothers and carers everywhere, for all they do to help families grow and develop. We thank you too for our church family, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And most of all, we thank you, Lord, that you are our heavenly parent who loves us and promises to be with us on our Christian journey. And Father, we just pray that each of us would show those um, characteristics of Mary as we love and care for all of those around us in the fellowship, as Jesus commanded us to do, to love one another as I have loved you. Amen.
Uh, we're now going to sing, um, stand and sing My Lighthouse. And this um, song actually talks about the lighthouse being our guide. But like Jesus, Jesus is our guide and that's the lighthouse and that's what we're going to sing about now. Uh, now this song's new to us um, and it's a bit of a challenge. So uh, I'm going to need your, your help with this, particularly as it's quite rhythmic and we don't have a lot of a rhythm section. So we're going to, there's some, there's some offbeat clapping in the chorus. So um, we'll see how you pick it up as we go through. But we're going to have to stand up with this one. It's full of energy, this song. So. In my wrestling, in my doubt, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Oh, you are the peace in my troubled sea. In the silence, you won't let go. In the questions, your truth will hold. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubles. Oh, you are the peace in my troubles. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness. I will follow you, my. morning I'll rise and sing my God's love will lead me through you are the peace in my troubles you are the peace in my troubles you are my light my lighthouse my lighthouse shining in the darkness I will follow you My lighthouse, my lighthouse. 
Is it an item? It is an item. Oh, it's a bag. Oh, I'll give another clue. Oh, man. So uh, what I'm wondering is, are you a moany groaner? Are you a moany groaner? Christopher Blanchard was a moany groaner, and we were taking Christopher Blanchard on a school journey, and only two of us teachers, and we went up on the train up to Yorkshire, and we started walking across the dales, and we got eventually to the youth hostel, and we cooked our tea. Oh, I think it was in about 1985 or something like that, and it was great, and old Christopher Blanchard was there at the front, and he was jumping over rocks, and he was certainly eating all up all the food that was cooked, uh, though he wasn't doing much of the cooking himself, I happen to notice, and this went on for 
three days and we went into caves and we crossed bridges and we forded streams and there were just about 15 children and two teachers and it was the greatest adventure of all times and we got to the end of it and the last evening we had a big bonfire and we sang great songs around the campfire and everyone was just so happy I said to Christ, why I said it, I don't know, but I said to Christopher, Christopher, have you had a good week? He said, well, I'll tell you, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. You see, I said to him, you're going to get to the end of your life, Christopher, and you're going to say, hmm, that one as good as I thought it was going to be. So don't be a moany groaner. Now, we just sang that great song about my lighthouse, and it said, fire before to guide me. That was Moses leading the people through the desert. God was in the fire in front and guiding them, but the Israelites were moany groaners. If they don't moan about one thing, they'd moan about something else, and now they were moaning about the food that God had given them. First, they'd been quite pleased, but then... They rather wanted a bit of a change in the diet, and it was manna again, not manna again, and again. And they said, this is miserable food. And they complained. And as they complained, the more they complained, the more that snakes appeared. And these snakes, uh, unfortunately, were poisonous snakes. They were biting people, and some of those people were getting very, very ill or dying even. And the story was that Moses, who was having to cope with all this, remember I told you about him a month ago when we were saying how everyone came and asked him loads of questions, he had to get it sorted out. Well, now he had to get this big problem sorted out. And God spoke to him, and he said rather a complicated thing. He said, get your staff and make a bronze uh, snake and hold it up and see what happens. So I made a very good model of this. You're really going to like this. This is high tech. So there is my staff. It isn't bronze. It's leather. My uh, snake, you see. So you can imagine that uh, you are the children of Israel. and You've all been moaning and groaning. And now Moses lifts up high the bronze snake. You right on that, Martin? Good. He was one of the worst moaners, if I'm absolutely honest. Now, the thing is that when they looked towards the bronze snake, they were healed because they had prayed and realized that they had done the wrong thing. And when they looked at that, they were healed. Now, a long time after that, I'd say about 700 years or so after that, Jesus was alive and Jesus had a nighttime visitor. Now, if the door knocks on your house door at 10.30 at night, you know that something is a bit amiss. Now, in our case, it's nearly always that I've left the window open in my car, and the kind neighbor is telling me that. But it wasn't that for Jesus. And it was a man who was interested in the light, but he came in the dark to see Jesus. Now, you see, the Israelites on their journey, they'd got no turning back. But Nicodemus had only just begun his journey. He had heard about Jesus, but he didn't want people to see him talking to Jesus because they might have criticized him. 
So he went into Jesus, and Jesus was just going to bed, but he got there just in time. And Jesus spoke to him throughout the night. And just about the first thing Jesus said was to remind Nicodemus about the story I've just told you. Because Jesus knew that, because Jesus could read, and he'd read the Bible up until the Old Testament part, and he'd read about Moses, and he said, just like Moses lifted up the serpent, the snake in the desert, I'm going to be lifted up on a wooden cross and killed. And Nicodemus didn't quite know what that meant, And it got more complicated after that because Jesus was telling him lots of strange things. He said to him, you must be born again. And Nicodemus said, how on earth can that be? Jesus said to him, do you know what? God loved everyone so very, very, very much that he sent his only son So that everybody who believes in him turns away from their sins and starts that journey following God won't be lost, but will be saved and will get to know what God is really like. So there we are. That's a couple of journeys. So Nicodemus started on his journeys. Now, a lot to say this morning, but just one little bit, and then we'll have a song. A little bit after Jesus had died on the cross and was raised again, Paul was writing to a church there in Turkey. Lovely place, Ephesus, by the seaside, and it's a great place to visit, and it, uh, it was an amazing place in those days. And, Jesus, uh, and Paul wrote to the people there, and he said this, this verse, and it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Because God loves us so much and is so kind, in fact, incomparably kind is what it says, can't be compared to anyone else, he makes us alive in Jesus so that we are lifted up to be with Jesus eventually. So we've got Moses lifting up the serpent, we've got Jesus being lifted up on the cross, and we've got us being lifted up because we come alive in Jesus. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, about us not turning back after we've sung, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. In fact, directly after this, uh, Christine is going to pray about what we've said so far and what we're going on to say. So we're going to sing, open the eyes of my heart, and then Christine's going to pray for us. Thank you. 
this world so much that you gave your one and only son Jesus so that we may be called your children too. Lord help us to live in the happiness and peace of having you as our father and mother. Thank you Lord Jesus for being lifted up on the cross to take away our sin. Let us have hearts that are thankful for your sacrifice Let us have eyes that see your grace and glory. Help us to stay close to you and to tell your good news to others by our words and our actions. We bring this prayer in the name of Jesus, our Lord and King. Amen. So, no turning back. Now... Uh, no turning back is a very good sort of phrase. I suppose it means that, you know, you've started to do something and there's no point in going back now. For those Israelites, it was about driving forward to the promised land. And if they'd turned back, which they sort of wanted to do some of the time, they'd only be back in slavery in Egypt. Sometimes turning back is a good thing to do. 
You know, if you're climbing Everest and you're on Camp 5 and you're just below the summit and you start to climb the summit at 1 o'clock in the morning, maybe 2 o'clock in the morning, if you haven't got to the summit by 10 o'clock in the morning, you just, even if you're really close, you must turn back or you will die because you won't get down again in time and the weather will close in and a lot of people have died because they see it there, but the better thing to do is to turn back. But when we follow Jesus, there is no turning back. We mustn't turn back. And that's what the Bible says. And the Bible says, and those three stories are all about that amazing word, grace. Because grace means what God gives us as an amazing free gift that we don't even deserve, and that's the gift of life through him. So that was the gift. It was a grace that God gave to the Israelites when he gave them that healing. It was grace when Jesus was lifted up on the cross, and it was grace that Paul was writing to the Ephesians about. So what we need to do in our walk with Jesus is to just have our eyes really set upon our goal. Our eyes set upon the finishing line. Sir Roger Bannister died this week and he was set on running the mile in under four minutes and he had two friends, uh, Chris Brasher and Chris Chatterway, and they set off on that race and Chris Brasher was in the lead. He was pulling them all along for the first two laps and then Chris Chatterway took over for the third lap and all the time Roger Bannister, he was the one who was, it wasn't that he was sort of which of them would win, it was always going to be Roger Bannister but Chris Chatterway was just in the front but they'd got their eye fixed on the finishing tape and then just towards the end Chris Chatterway broke off and didn't stop being in the race and Roger Bannister drove ahead for that finishing line. And that Bible tells us, St. Paul tells us, that we need to be the same as that, that we drive towards the finishing line, knowing Jesus more and more, and saying sorry to him for the sin in our lives, and asking for his forgiveness, and receiving new life in him. And I want you to, when we uh, come to our last song that we sing this morning, I want you to think about the words there. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. So it's easy. So it's easy, is it? The Christian journey is easy. No turning back. Once we know Jesus, we just keep on that track. And it's easy, no. No, it's not easy. But the Bible tells us that there is a good part of that story. You see, the Bible tells us something that we know already. That we cannot resuscitate ourselves. That's not possible. Paul tells us that we can't turn over a new leaf and never make a mistake again. We all know that, don't we? New Year's resolutions, hey. They're kind of out of the window by the end of January. We may think, I really want to change my ways, but the trouble is we all find that hard. Changing old ways and old habits is hard. But the good news is, 
that when we talk to God, Father God, about it, and we say we're sorry for the wrong things that we do, when we confess to God that we've got it wrong again, and we know we can't stay on the path that leads to life without Holy Spirit's help, then he has promised that he will forgive us and give us his Holy Spirit. He's able to do this because Jesus has already paid the punishment for us all. So rather than having to give up and turn back because we know we can't do it on our own, rather than U-turn and failing, we can say, Jesus, this is hard. I've blown it again. I'm so ashamed of myself. I'm so sorry that I'm such rubbish. Maybe you've never felt like that. I know I have. Something I've been working really hard on, and, and I'm doing quite well, and I'm feeling quite pleased about that. And then ah, I go back on it, and I forget And I say to Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm such rubbish. And what does Jesus say? That's okay. Yeah, you are. But I'm here to help you. No, 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 no. He never says that. This is what he says. But that's why I died. I knew you'd blow it. And I love you so much that I died to take the punishment that was yours. Keep going. No turning back. I'm right here walking with you to help you. Wow. So it's Christ who is committed to us. Ha! Now that gives me hope. We talk about committing ourselves to Christ. Maybe we forget that actually Christ commits himself to us. Yeah, that gives me hope. We're now going to spend a little bit of time. We were kept in the dark earlier. Ian kept us in the dark. I could tell you that. I could tell that. I could just look at you and know you were all in the dark. No idea. Well, now we're going to, if you would like to, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and try to erase all mental images. Go on, do it. Try. Try. No one's looking because they've got their eyes shut. Now, still with your eyes shut, imagine the darkness slowly falling away as Jesus appears to you. Ask him, what would you like to talk to me about? Maybe there's something in particular that you feel Jesus is asking you to confess to him. Maybe it's the way you talk to someone or hurt someone. Maybe it's about showing empathy for others rather than thinking about things from your point of view. Maybe it's he wants to talk to you about when you say things that aren't completely true. Or not being honest with others, or maybe not being honest with yourself. 
maybe not doing what you're feeling God wants you to do with your life because you aren't ready to trust God with all that you have or all that you want. Now we're going to spend some time in God's presence. And John, in a minute, is going to put some music on. This, the power of the cross. And as the music plays, we can offer to God those things that come up for us as we sit here. It would be great if each of us can identify something in our lives that we want to get right with God this Lent. This is just between God and you. You don't have to worry. We're not going to share it with anybody else. We're not going to ask you to do that. Unless you want to, of course. So this is an opportunity for you to respond to God's loving offer to bring his forgiveness into your life in order that you can go forward with him, not turning back. On a table, in two tables at the front, we have white stones. And a cross here. We invite you to take a stone from the table to indicate something in your life that is getting in the way of your walk forward with God. And walk across to the cross and place it at the foot of the cross, the place where we are forgiven. This kind of interactive prayer can be a great way to bring to God something that's hard to put into words. He knows your heart. Thank you, John. We could have the music. to see the pain written on 
We're now coming to our part of the service where we have our intercessions. Just before um, the people who are going to be part of that come up, I just need to tell you, because I'm aware that many of you may not know, that um, Emma Wheeler, who is the mother of Reuben and Rosanna, and who has been very much part of our children's work here at Easter Holiday Club, at Kapow. Sometimes she's been to Kids Church, or sometimes the children have been here, and on Friday Night Questers. Um, Emma died this week, and she, that is a tremendous loss to our community, to our schools, to her friends, and of course, most of all, to her children. Um, Yvette and Steve, um, Yvette was a very close friend of Emma's. It's, it's really hard for you, Yvette, and we stand with you at this time. And we are going to be praying for the children this morning. And uh, I just wanted you to know that before we're praying, otherwise you won't be able to think about anything else. Um, Thank you. If our prayers could come up, and also if our children could come out and we're up, and we'll just see if we've got enough um, people to hold candles. If not, then I will be asking some more people to come forward. So if we could start with um, me, <laughs> and then Fiona, and then one, two. That's it. Just move around a bit, Carola, and push out that way a little bit so that we all fit in. Now, Ollie, what number are you? You're four, aren't you, my love? So you're here, and Scar is going to come and stand with Ollie. Jamie is going to be with Lovely. And Tom, please could you be with Veronica? And Veronica, what number are you? <laughs> number, what number are you on your sheet? Is it number two? Uh, number one. So you stand next to Fiona here. That's lovely. Okay, so um, I wonder, Tina, could I ask you to come up and light the candle when... Um, Carol of Praise. Lovely. Where's Tom gone? Here are Tom. You could come here with Veronica. That's lovely. You're connected to Carola. And we need... Um, Isla, would you mind coming and holding a candle? If you could stand with Becky. That's lovely. Thank you. I could just give you those. And uh, we need one more... Um, Rosemary, would, would you be able to come up and hold a candle? Thank you. So, Tom, this one's for you. If you could stand with Anne, that would be lovely. Jamie, this one's for you. And we're just going to take time. This is just going to be... We're not going to rush this. Um... So when the person has prayed, if that person could then light the match and, and light the candle of the, um, of the person who's holding their candle. This Mothering Sunday, the biggest commitment of a mother, the biggest commitments of a mother are to love her children, to keep her children's needs and her children, to meet her children's needs and to keep her children safe. These are at the very heart and in the very fabric of a loving mother. 
and Father. Now we are going to pray for mothers who, for no fault of their own, find themselves unable to protect their children in these ways. We are going to, at at the end, um, Fiona is going to say, Lord, in your mercy, and um, on on that sheet, on the flip chart, I'll turn it over in a minute, there will be our response. So I hope that's really clear. Let's pray. Father of all, We pray on this Mothering Sunday for mothers all around the world who are unable to keep their children safe in the midst of conflict, poverty, aggression and abuse. For mothers who feel powerless in the face of attacks in Gusta, Syria, and elsewhere. For mothers who cannot provide basic nutrition for their families. For mothers who are trying to provide a safe home for their children in war-torn towns or refugee camps. For mothers who see no hope for their children's futures. For mothers whose children are in danger in the gangland culture of many cities. Did that come over? We pray too for Reuben and Rosanna as they and their family come to terms with the death this week of their much-loved and loving mother, daughter and sister Emma. We pray that your love will surround them, your power will protect them, and they will experience your peace that goes beyond anything that we can explain or quantify. When they feel the loss most, give them an experience of knowing that you are with them, that you love them, and you have a future and a hope for them.
Um, just following on from that, in your newsletter this week, you will see that there's an information evening on Tuesday, the 20th of March, at 7 o'clock in Hazelmere, um, where you can find out how you can be part of a team to support three refugee families living in the Hazelmere area. Um, right, I think... I don't think I'm working from the order of service that I wrote things down on, but never mind. Um, I think we now need to ask um, children to go out to the back. Is that right? There's a song first. That is the intercession. We've just done the intercessions. So can children, can children go out the back? Is that the next thing? Children, if you could just go out the back, that would be lovely. Um, there's going to be someone out there to meet you. Here you go. Oh, okay. That's me. Cheers. Thanks. Okay. Um, so, uh, is Ollie still around or has he gone out to. I wanted someone to give out the chocolates, Richard. Who can I pick to give us later? Oh, right, okay. Before we get to the song, um, can I just say uh, a big thank you for everybody for taking part today. Um, it'll be lovely to, to mark uh, 2018 Mother's Day. And I think some of us have gone to the front and left some things at the foot of the cross. And here at Milford Baptist Church, we have a prayer ministry team. Um, Ian and Virginia uh, will be at the front after the service. So if you'd like to maybe go up to them and just talk things through and uh, ask them to pray with you, then we offer that ministry to you if you feel able to. Uh, also, um, it was really nice today to be thinking of others who are hurting in our world. Having said that, I would like, as it's Mother's Day, I can't clap at the moment, but I just think, as a sign of our appreciation, it would be nice to say a little thank you through clapping for all the women and the mums and the grannies in the world. So just to offer up a little emotion of praise of, of clapping, please. Just say thank you. That's lovely. Thank you. We want to honour the mothers, so as Philip has said, the, uh, there's some flowers that are going to be coming through for, for the mums and for women, so please don't be embarrassed, ladies, to take one, all right? Um, I was at Messy Church yesterday, and I was giving them out to some fathers who were there, and I said, could you please take them home? Does that make sense? Because they came out with their children. So um, if you are here on your own, and you're a bloke, um, and you'd like to take them home uh, to your mother, then please see Ros later, as we say, if there are any left over. Okay, so, so we're all inclusive. Uh, we're going to be singing now, Christ is enough, and then I'm going to say a short blessing of uh, prayer. But um, some of you who are mums, I've got, been holding this book for the last a little while. It's called uh, 60 Minute uh, Mother by Rob Parsons. Um, and I've read the 60 Minute Father, and it says in the front, if you haven't got 60 minutes to read this book, you have a problem. Uh, so here's some uh, 60 second wisdom for you. Parenting is a long-haul business. Uh, don't exhaust yourselves in the teenage years. Uh, who, um, <laughs> who, who will they, in turn, turn to their 40s? Never miss an opportunity to read a story. The day is hurtling towards when they'll just say, 
Not tonight, thanks. Don't tell all. Uh, sorry, don't take all the credit. Don't and uh, hang on. Don't take all the credit and don't take all the blame. Um, last one. Here was one. Um, have a life apart from your children. If you give yourself completely, they get less. So recharge the batteries, ladies. So let's just sing together the last song, Christ is Enough. Christ is my reward and all of my devotion. Now there's nothing in this world that could ever satisfy. Through every trial, my soul will sing no turning back I've been set free Christ is enough for me Christ is enough for me Everything I need is in you Everything I Christ in all, the joy of my salvation, and this hope will never fail. Heaven is our home. Through every storm, my soul will say. To God be the glory, Christ is enough for me, Christ is enough for me, everything I need is in you, everything I decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back the cross before me the world behind me no turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. Cause Christ is enough for me. Christ is I need is in you. 
I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. No turning back, no turning back. Remain standing, please, for prayer. Dear Lord God, we just uh, thank you for the fab world we live in. Lord, we thank you for the fab church that we're in. And we thank you, Lord, for fab mums. We thank you, Lord, that you are a fab person too. You are Jesus Christ the Lord. We have learnt this morning, Lord, there's no turning back. We thank you, Lord, that we can decide to follow you. Lord, help us in these days to take that good news out from here. Thank you for Mother's Day. Thank you for one another. And we just ask, Lord, that God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Christ, so that the world that he sent his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit so loves the world that he sends us out in love, to love and to be loved. There is no greater calling. Amen. Please, everybody, go and enjoy refreshments next door. And uh, if you're new here or you uh, know someone uh, who has been here for a long time, then welcome them too. Enjoy Mother's Day.